Oh, well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. Even the C-team. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. The game was USA versus Martinique in the illustrious Golden Cup. The Copa Oro, if you will. I will. Folks, we're going to dive into everything about this game, and uh, we're going to preview the upcoming Gold Cup match versus Nicaragua. Thank you for joining us. This was fun, huh, guys? Hmm. For, for the masochists amongst us. <laughs> Indeed, as is often the case with the U.S. men's national team. But we lie to guys, even the C team, even when they're underwhelming and disappointing. And at least we got the, to the see D plus team the D plus on this team, occasion. the D's, the double D's, the boobs out there. At least we got to see some goals. <laughs> Clayton. Some... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> at least we got to see some goals. Uh, maybe we should uh, dive straight in so that we can start chopping this game up. Chop it up, li- baby. Should we, should we line them up? Yep. Who they gets do the it. gloves? All right. Gloves. Guzan. Brad Guzan. Not only the gloves, how about the captain's armband as well? Well-deserved, uh, Guzan. That's and then we, three items. It's three items for you. Uh, <laughs> then let's have Matt Hedges and Omar Galaxy. Omar Gonzalez, for those of you who are just joining We the People for the first time, uh, whenever you hear us say Omar Galaxy, it's in reference for no particular reason to Omar Gonzalez. On the left, we'll Omar have... Omar Galaxy, oh. <laughs> he Omar fucks Ga- up so much. <laughs> fucks up, he, fu- he fucks up. <laughs> Justin Morrow, left side. Uh, Eric Lehigh, not Lichaj, don't ever say that. Eric Lehigh on the right side, uh, right back there. We'll have a, we'll have a, a it's going to be a 4-4-2, guys. So in the center of our midfield, we'll have Christian Roldan. Welcome to the team, good sir. And Kellen Acosta ties Pookie Pookie Baby. On the right side, we'll have Paulie Areola Nips. Nips, the Paulie Areola of the Nips. And on the left side in the midfield, we'll have Giassi, the traffic cone, Zardes. We'll have two strikers, uh, Jordan Morris and Juan Agadello. Long time no see, J-Mo Smooth. Long time no see. Folks, the first half of this game was uh, goalless and extremely disappointing if you're a USA fan. Martinique came out fine, I guess. Uh, USA had nothing but chances uh, upon chances, which kind of fizzled out before really getting to dangerous areas. Uh, they never got a rhythm. They never really seemed to dominate play in any meaningful manner, but they did have a lot of the ball, so kind of uh, just just very frustrating knowing the, the gap in class here. Uh, standouts from the first half would be Juan Agadello and Giassi Zardes. Uh, who both had a lot of the ball, and, and, and that's for better and for worse, folks. Uh, those, were, those were our standouts from the U.S. 11 for the first half. Uh, Morris, unfortunately, got to a, got to a struggling start. This, this first half did not look very good for Jordan Morris at all, which was upsetting because uh, we let a kid. We let a kid to trace. Uh, seemed like medium to low intensity I have here in my notes. The, the quattro today. The quattro today, yeah, unfortunately. Quattro, JV to the trace. Second in the first half, half, 
things started to happen. Yeah, not all day, folks. Stay tuned. In the second half, USA straight up, they came out the same way, dude. They're really not a whole lot more intensity, but they managed to snatch a goal from Omar Galaxy off a corner kick that kind of bounced around and did some strange and bizarre things. So there you have it. USA is up one nothing. We then have a substitution for Kellen Acosta. So Bedoya comes in for Kellen Acosta, who largely anonymous in this game, and, and that must have been upsetting for Bruce, and he showed that by doing a 61st-minute sub, which, as we know, uh, Bruce is not necessarily want to do. So not Indeed. happy with Kellen Acosta. Brings no. in Alejandro Bedoya. Next thing you know, Jordan Morris scores a goal. Uh, this was, uh, I believe it was Pauli Areola-Nips kind of plays a relief. It was a nice team goal. Plays a relief. Uh, Roldan, maybe Bedoya. Guys, I've been doing this new thing where I watch the game while listening to music instead of the commentary. Uh, it's great for notes and original ideas, not so great for uh, ambiguities when players look the same, like uh, like Agadello and Justin Morrow. Dude, <laughs> I, was like, I did an why absolute is double Ag take. Why is Agadello The first time so I saw Justin back? Morrow appear on screen, <laughs> I was like... So it, was that a is that a haircut? <laughs> what Did he like the cut they, a couple they corners? They kind of run the same. They, Just it's cut so the, funny. the side, the... the Fringe cornrows? <laughs> <laughs> they look very similar. So do Roldan and Bedoya in, in the way that they right, run right, and right. play. But anyways, it was a nice team goal. Jordan Morris poached it. That's what you need. When you're in a dry spot, You need a, a poacher needs a goal, and uh, a poacher gets a poached goal. Nevertheless, uh, Bruce likes it. He gives a little fist pump. Bruce, Bruce was, had some epic highlights on the side there. Uh, but just a couple minutes later, Parsimane, the man with the beard for Poof. days, days. I could disappear in that, that dark darkness in that beard. It just I could live in there. Uh, looks cozy. All natural, baby. All, all natural. No oils, no creams, no salves, nothing. Uh, Galaxy gets uh, beat on this one. Omar Galaxy, our boy, uh, gets beat on this one. Parsimane scores from outside the 18. It's a very nice finish. Bruce is back to being pissed. Um, <laughs> quite frankly, yeah. the, the next... The next uh, sort of spell of play about 10 minutes really still looked the same as the first half usa didn't really build up that much more intensity uh and uh martinique genuinely looked like scoring on some counters and in the midst of our malaise we had a crazy goal from i want to say johan odell Interesting, the number 11 there. Hedges gets kind of... Your boy. Gets, gets washed. Hedges gets worked on Hedges that play. Hedges gets absolutely gets all, schooled. He gets totally, like, totally just... Yeah, ugh, pick yikes. up game, schooled. Then, yeah. finally, we see Jordan Morris come to life a little bit. He, in the 75th minute, Jordan Morris has a, what I'm calling, a very large give-and-go with uh, Giassi yes. Zardes on the left side. And he really orchestrates the whole thing. It's not a counterattack, but it's a kind of surprising thrust uh, nonetheless um it, and it's a give and go that's right and 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 give and then point and wave give and, and point plan and, yeah. and then go right. and receive strategize sketch strategize sketch in your notebook <laughs> so he gets a nice he finds a pocket right around the penalty kick spot and he slots it away dude sweet goal for jordan morris big celebrations lots of weight lifted off this man so there we are folks we are at three two in the 75th minute uh, we've done it. We've managed to not blow a 2-0 lead, which is, by the way, the most dangerous lead you can possibly have. More dangerous than a 1-0. That's just a joke. Especially against a, a, an underdog. You know? that's, <laughs> exactly. that's the worst position to be in. Exactly. You're guaranteed to lose in that situation. We get to see Juan Agudelo uh, subbed off for Dax McCarty, uh, which to me was very symbolic of how this game yes. went. Ultimately, yes. Jordan Morris was the only one who really uh, stepped up and, and proved himself in a meaningful and uh, 
and uh, noticeable way. And so we would end this game with a different formation that had Jordan Morris as our lone striker. Congratulations. Welcome back. Two goals for Morris. This was a 3-2 victory over Martinique in the Gold Cup. Ty, what were your first impressions? Well, in a lot of ways, we got what we wanted, which was a, a, a good test. Uh, Martinique were excellent. Excellent. Um, they, they, they chose a game plan in which they had to get a little bit lucky with us missing chances. Um, luckily, our uh, C and D players seem to be uh, quite adept at missing chances. Um, and so their game plan ended up uh, ended up leading to to a, a decent opportunity to to get something out of the match, um, and their their forward play was was really strong all the way to the end of the game. I mean, I I, I expect teams like this to fall apart after having a couple kind of um, concerted, energetic counterattacks, and that that they won't have the fitness level to keep it up. Um, but Martinique did really well, um, and we learned. I think we learned a lot about about uh, some of the players, learned a lot of negatives about uh, certain central defense pairing. Yeah, what is going um, on? Yeah, and, 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 but where, where I net out is I'm glad that we have had this opportunity as, as a fan base and hopefully the coaching staff um, to cross some names off the list for, for potential... Uh, Hopefully, uh, so, major inclusion in in big tournaments. Hopefully, so Ty, let me ask you then. Uh, short list, choose 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 a, a few. Let's get a little grip of players. Who are you dropping? Who's dropped for good for for potential Russia? Um. So so. Omar, Omar, buddy, I I love Omar him. Galaxy. I love him, and he, he he plays really well at club level, but he just doesn't seem to have that mental focus that you need to play at the top level. So yeah, he has major and th- this gaps. isn't even the top level. This is far from it. Far from the top level. So so I I just don't get it with this guy because he's constantly it, I guess it's like the John Brooks syndrome where he's constantly a step off except he doesn't have the the you know freakish prodigious natural you know ability to scrape himself out of these situations. He's constantly, like, a step behind a goal scorer. Um, and you saw, you saw several moments in the, in the, uh, throughout the course of the game, actually, because it wasn't just the second half that Martinique had chances. They hit the bar in the first half. So yeah, it wasn't no, like absolutely. it was one-way traffic in the first half either. It was the, the U.S. defense was, was shaky the entire way. They were, and, and they, this Martinique team put together some passes, man. That they, I call it the, uh, the second 18-yard box. If you stack an 18-yard box on top of the 18-yard box towards the yep. half, does that make sense? That, that's a crucial yep. attacking oh, yeah. zone. And Martinique, Martinique did a great job of connecting short one- and two-touch passes in the second 18-yard right. box. And, yeah, and, and there's better there's than a, we um, ever did. Better than we ever did throughout the course. Of this better than we game. ever could. Better than we ever there's, have. There no, is that's a, not true. But yeah, it was a genuinely impressive and just depressing to think that teams can look at our team, our U.S. team, and say, "Hey, this might be our opportunity to fucking show that that we can shine and and get our players on better clubs and stuff." And meanwhile, you know, we have Pauli Ariola Nips who can't. Who can't seem to crack his starting spot, and he's in this. He gets he gets this limelight, you know, uh, regularly. Not not yet for Pauli Ariola, but Americans, their national team always has this line this limelight. For for a team like Martinique, this is these players' opportunity. This is a big break for them, and I think they were taking it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's there's kind of a tactical uh, analytical method that divides the field into eighteen uh, zones. I think it's eighteen. Two uh, two times three by three, um, and that that zone that you're talking about above the eighteen yard box is one of the most critical indicators that a team is being successful in attack. Hmm. Because it's not, you know, how many touches or passes you have necessarily on the on the edges of the box, you know, when you sneak the the four uh, A into the edge of the box. It's you're putting the ball really where the opposition does not want you to have the ball. In and I the, was yeah. I was uh, as impressed by Martinique's ability to to do that as I was depressed by our inability to to stop them and and our i think that, that leads to my second um, our inability to do that ourselves but what's your second right right what's right your second thing our, my, my second name on the list i think has to be matt hedges because i think so just he, immediately axing both of our center backs from this game we're saying we gotta well, take these guys off the list so okay well i i guess i shouldn't go too far because hedges doesn't have the the um he hasn't had the leash you know that that we've had with with omar but I feel like um, I, I I just can't imagine him going up against Luis Suarez and being competent, you know, yeah, dude. in a way that even even someone like Matt Beisler, who I think is a probably a worse defender overall, um, might have more of a knack for playing against yeah. good players. And when it comes to this uh, reserve spot for our center backs, because it's Jeff Cameron in the, as as our two you know primary center backs. Uh, Jeff uh, Brooks Cameron. Did Brooks I say and Jeff Cameron. Cameron? Yeah, Brooks and yeah. Cameron. Right. Um, as far as this backup slot, I I agree with you. It's starting, and and as we progress, and nobody really steps up, uh, it's kind of a wash. And the fact that Beasler did some legitimate World Cup minutes and has that experience, that's the difference. If this is a tie, I mean, you bring the guy who's been there before. If if nobody steps up and stands out. Yeah, and I think like the these these. Third and fourth center back slots, you you hope that they aren't too relevant. You know, you don't want that kind of player to play serious minutes at a World Cup. Um, so for for that reason, I would be especially uh, eager to audition and you know respond to the feedback that we see. But it wasn't just for for Hedges. It wasn't just that Martinique scored goals, which can happen even if you have a good performance. It was that he looked. Uh, timid he looked slow he looked a little bit clumsy um he didn't contribute very much from from set pieces so i mean i i know he's a good mls player um and you know maybe maybe nerves have something to do with it you know having a a big moment to try to impress uh bruce um but he just really didn't look ready for for the international game yeah, it's it's tough. You want you want these guys to do well when they get their opportunity, but at yes. this point in time, it really is a wash. I mean, as far as our third choice center back, total wash for me. Uh, didn't get to mention that Chris Pontius got to see some playing time coming in for Pauli Ariola Nips. Uh, let's talk a little bit about players uh, underperforming and getting subbed out. So we have Kellen Acosta, oh, Ariola, and I- Agadello. All underperforming. Well, Agadello was good, I thought. Okay. You didn't I think thought, so? I thought Agadello was good. Here's my problem with Agadello. So this whole team is struggling because everyone is trying to prove an individual point. And right, right. So, uh, and there's another circumstance 
worth noting, which is that this is a far worse, this is, you know, far low competition, really not very high quality players. Those two things make uh, for a good day for Juan Agadello. Like, everyone's being selfish. Well, Juan Agadello is kind of like that every time he plays. Right, right, I know so what you mean. So he's yeah, very right. comfortable. He's very comfortable being like, fuck the team, I'm trying to prove my own shit. And, there's there's and that's no not team a, ethic th- for him right, to ruin. Right, exactly. Right. So he's very yeah. comfortable with that. And he's always shown good skills and good ability. He's physically able to do it. Uh, and he's he's he can do it against worse opponents every time. It's the, it's the fact that he never seems to grow to his competition that is a problem for him. So... So I guess you could and say... It's, and it's end product. It's, it's he that he, he wasn't the one who he ended up getting the double. Nor did, you know? he, didn't get, so, he didn't get an assist yeah. or anything. I mean, he, he's, he does not... Ha- he's not an, uh, a very... Um, oh, what's the word? He's not a very... Uh, uh, <laughs> Decisive, He's not incisive. a very efficient... He is not a very efficient, efficient yes. player. Um, so... So, all right, we may disagree there a little bit, but I guess you could say he had a good game, but I just, I can't count it as a good no, game. No, I think for, I'm for swayed those, by your argument. I think you're reasons. right, because, yeah, I think he he um, he always deceives the viewer a little bit, because right. I think he does things that look, um, look better than most, but when it comes to actually being involved in the key moments of the game, um, it's, he, he, he often is not found. Uh... And so maybe maybe Morris would be the contrast to that, and you, you know you don't want to give is a great you don't want to give him to too much credit for for um, this. Going into it, we said uh, we were only going to count real goals. So I would say the the first his first goal is not a real goal. It's a pretty bad goalkeeping mistake uh, to just wait there hoping that the ball reaches him, and then Morris. That's an interesting. It's, it was another like pickup goal where Morris just like oh okay I, I guess I'll. If you're not going to get it, I'll just tap it in. Um, for sure, for sure, this the first U.S. goal, Omar Galaxy's goal, uh, that's a crap goal. We don't care about that goal. I think because of the buildup, I might, I, I might be willing to count uh, both of Jordan Morris's goals uh, because of the buildup to the first goal that had a few nice passes. Uh, so a couple good decisions were made, and Jordan did what poachers do. I agree, though. The sure. keeper should have ended that right away. Yeah. The second one, though, I think the second one is a is a goal at uh, maybe not every level, but many levels. Yeah, man. Um, and Great that speaks goal. to a a, a rare moment of competence from the traffic cone, who was <laughs> he was he was uh, very mobile. He was very he, involved. He, very involved. <laughs> very enthusiastic. He, uh, giving possession to our team and theirs. He was highly involved. <laughs> yeah, um, he was. He's like the force of chaos in nature. Like he just, yes, he just and, does. Uh, right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> he's like he's like one of those Pokemon who cannot be tamed. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, you asked me the question of who who gets the axe, who gets and like the axe? I, I didn't even think of him because he's so had the axe years and years ago. For and you, I, I, the, I continue the, the to new be player absolutely of the year, 2015, perplexed. Rising star of 2015, Zardes. We were excited. For that was like yeah that that gold cup that was the genesis of of we the people we were like That's excited so to see him true, and then yeah. event by the end of that tournament we were like all right let's move on like we've seen <laughs> yeah. enough yeah the guy's <laughs> not good enough not good enough obviously tight. not good enough um so so yeah what 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 are pe- what are professional coaches seeing that I'm not seeing is he just 
I do a not nice know. guy. Folks, reach out to us on Twitter. If, you see, if you're seeing something from Giassi Zardes, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, don't just let us uh, speak out into the airwaves without intellectual opposition. That'll just make us stupid over time, you know? Give us your opinions. If you agree, tell us why. We think he's athletic. He can get to places. That's awesome. He's, he has great endurance. He, he put he has, in some good crosses, yeah, including sure. the assist But he to just Morris. doesn't have a footballer's feet. He, uh, yeah, he's just not... And he certainly doesn't have a footballer's instinct. Not a professional soccer player. He's just not. He's, <laughs> I don't know if I can go that far. He's a, he's a legitimate professional soccer player. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That is a little harsh. <laughs> that's, that's a little harsh. USL, at least. That's darts, bro. All right, so what happened with Kellen Acosta? Kanika, what's going on? What happened? Kanika... Kellen Acosta's mother has maybe followed us. I don't know, but but because of her minor, minor one-time interaction with our Twitter, I'm she's now a celebrity on for with fucking the people. ever. Kanika, Mrs. Acosta, what's going on? I wonder about this young man. I wonder about his uh, his psychology because he is obviously supremely gifted. So gifted. Jeez, but man, um, his stride, and, and he, he, his touch, his passing. Yes, yes, yes. His he free he kicks. is. Everything that Giassi Zardes isn't. He sure you know, is, it, yeah. His, his, he, when he receives the ball, he looks comfortable. It does, not, it does not ricochet off his foot as if his foot was like a stone club, you know? <laughs> it's, call it, that the it looks like the touch. ball sticks to, sticks to Kellen Acosta. And his, um, aside, aside from his, uh, his breathing heavily face, which is a little unathletic. <laughs> it's a little bit more like I played. I just played Call of Duty for 18 hours, then <laughs> yeah. I'm a professional soccer He's player. like, I probably like, shouldn't have eaten that second bag of Doritos. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I forgot my retainer. <laughs> so, so aside from that, from, from a distance, from the That's wide hilarious. camera angle... Kellen Acosta looks like yeah. a like a soccer he does, player. Man, but he does, man. It's he too bad. It I'm he questioning. I'm game. questioning my instincts. Early on in this game, he had a free kick, and I got a good camera angle of his his the look in his eyes. And I thought to myself, you know, I've been talking about this look in his eyes for the past couple games that he just doesn't seem. He seems like a little doe-eyed, and it seemed to me like that had passed. Unfortunately, he was just anonymous. Like I can't remember howlers really. He was just un important and and it was it was just a lot of like cheap giveaways and the whole whole team was was guilty of a lot of giveaways um which i think you can you can credit martinique a little bit with because i think their their entire strategy was to to press uh to try to force us to play long to to disrupt our build-up um even even at risk of giving up chances uh trying to trying to limit the amount of high quality chances that we had um, and, and to make us finish, you know, because I think, frankly, if you were to do a scouting report on Morris, Agadello, and Zardes, yeah, let them have shots, yeah, you know? it's true. That's, that's, the ga- that's a really solid game plan, actually, because none of those three guys can finish consistently. There was the, I was uh, uh, reminded of that, especially with the um, breakaway that Morris had where he was flagged offside. It was, like, late in the game um, after he scored the two goals. And I was like, I was like, whatever. He wasn't gonna score. He he like he he doesn't score one on ones in any sort of consistent manner where it really feels like that offside. Oh, that, that's where he tried to chip the keeper. No, where where he he, he was called offside very quickly oh, and he didn't right. get the chance yeah. to even get a shot off. That's right. That's right. But he just doesn't he doesn't slot those away. He you know? doesn't normally. Now, Dom Dom Dwyer, I think, 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't I guess know about the, Dom the whole, Dwyer the whole either. squad has this kind of malaise at the moment. Yeah, I can't say that we have anybody with, like, Bobby Wood is the closest to, like, breakaway speed to be able to take advantage of 20 yards of space behind a center back. Like, right, Bobby right, Wood right. can do that, and sometimes on a, on a good day. Chris, Christian Pulisic is he, Christian he's Pulisic 90% does it, from yeah, that he's spot. Fucking 90%. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, every yeah. time. So that, that was this game. Mixed, a, lot of, a lot of mixed feelings, a lot of mixed emotions here. But Very ultimately so. glad to get the win. Uh, the, the emotions certainly wouldn't be mixed if this was a fucking tie. Yeah, for sure, this, for sure. The emotions and, um, would be low and shitty. I think, yeah, I think overall if you look at the, the, the benefit of the knowledge that we now have about some of these players and, right. and the ability for the coaching staff to say, okay, well, you know, you had a fair shot um, and, and we saw what you can do when, right. when you feel like this small amount of pressure is just on you, let alone, you know, hundreds of millions of people watching all over the world. Um, you know that that's that's enough evidence. And let's I think, not to, forget to make some judgments right. on players. So we so we know some things. I think Christian Roldan is is uh, yeah is, Roldan. Is not thanks for trying. Thanks for Come trying. back in four years. Yeah right. Maybe he's he may be yeah. like a Kyle Beckerman late career bloomer right, where he right, makes a exactly. contribution for us for a couple tournaments. Um, you know. Uh, Ariola is. Uh, I still thanks for trying. Thanks for trying. <laughs> still in my book as someone with potential, but not taking his opportunities. He's, Chris he's, Pontius, uh, Eric Lehigh, all the same. He's quickly becoming fringe for a bench slot. Yeah. I was. I was really. I was really high on him for a long time, even as of like two games ago. I felt a lot better. But, you just can't have as uh, many minutes as he's had without having yeah, any yeah. impact recently. Well, he. I mean, he might be that apocryphal super sub. You know, because he he has great breakaway speed. As you saw, there was a breakaway in this match where he he got to show the Jets a little bit. Um, and I did he really, catch that. He really yeah. does well. Um, but when but he, he had no uh, finish, he had no finish. He had no finish, so he's, including he's... a a shot that he tried to take while backwards. It's like back back to goal, turn and shoot with the left. That was so far off. It was it caused an audible gasp of of amazement and incredulousness <laughs> in the stadium that's um, hilarious i mean good he's got to try but yeah he's not he's not stepping up i will say this is imp- really important not to pass over uh the string of games that guzan has put together he had another good game yep. another top top-notch game with a few very important saves um and he is very vocal he's involved He's showing uh, passion, leadership, all those important things, and he's making saves at important times. Uh, this is a guy, Brad Guzan, who we were, who was written off before, written off uh, two months ago as, as like, okay, I guess we're just waiting on. Hopefully, Tim Howard makes it to potential right. Russia, and then I guess we're just waiting on uh, Ethan Horvath. Um, you know, this is a guy we'd kind of stopped talking about because of his poor form with the, his club team, and and he's fucking right. solid. I trust Brad Guzan at this point in time. Uh, at the highest level that you know this U.S. team can can uh, compete at. So you were not listening to the audio. On I was not, the and broadcast. this is this is okay. important, guys. Keep that in mind. I'm yep. not. I don't hear the fucking shit that people say in the broadcast because then then that's all I can think about. So I'll tell you that uh, Stu Holden called it a, a big mistake. The first uh, Martinique goal. The the long shot. Oh, he thought he thought Guzan was going to be was going to be really upset with himself and that it was a big mistake. I didn't get that at all. Reach out to us on Twitter at, at WTP Pod. Did you think this was a that Guzan? I, I didn't think it was, was even. Off? This was. A, I mean, a I think bullet. it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's David De Gea saveable. Sure. 
you know, it's it's uh, Neuer savable, but it's that was a, a hell of a shot. I mean, curling, gorgeous within it was a gorgeous within shot, and the three second, inches of the post. The second goal is just unfortunate. It like bounces around. There's a hundred thousand Martinique players who could have right, put right. that the, away. Well, yeah, the second goal, yeah, it it deflects off Guzan in a way that it goes straight to a Martinique player, and then that Martinique player misses and happens to hit a teammate. So that that one you can do less about. Um, though there was plenty that could be done about both goals. And I, I, by I, the defense. By the defense, right. Yeah, not, not by, not by And I, I actually, uh, I analyzed both the goals in some depth. Oh, I love this. I, let's, I hear, let's hear this. Enjoy, um, I enjoy trying to decipher, because you say, oh, this team's good, this team's bad. And, you know, over the, the sort of broad strokes, you know, series of results over the course of months and years, you can, you can tell definitively who's good and who's bad. But when it comes to individual plays, it's a little bit amorphous, like what a good soccer team does and what a bad soccer team does. Because it's not just, it's not just um, you know, the good team can, can hold 80% of possession and, that, and then they magically score. Uh, there's a number of factors to it. And when, and when it comes to our attack, you know, we already noted how we, we had enough chances to be up 4-0 at, at halftime, no problem. And I think a, a, a higher quality team in that situation, wouldn't necessarily have had the had much better chances, but would have put those chances away. Um, and and Martinique actually did really well from the from the couple good chances that they got. The first goal, um, it basically comes about because Omar and uh, Lehi, uh, we end up in this. It's a it's a a second ball that comes in from an initial uh, cross. And um, so the midfield has kind of reset and started their momentum upfield by the time the second ball comes in. Classic U.S. problem. Um, and so the midfield is, is kind of uh, nowhere to be found, leaving a big gap uh, with, the, with the back four and three Martinican um, players. And Omar and Lehi are marking one-on-one, each with a man. But both of those Martinican players are smart enough to uh, cycle back into midfield because the the ball goes out right, so so the ball goes out right, and these two players are on the other side, and so they know that they will have a sort of vacuum, um, actually behind them, and so they both step back, and Omar and Lehi are both just watching the ball, not paying attention, and uh, end up marking the same player, leaving Parsimon completely free to receive a ball at the at the D with momentum. So it's just it's like. So many players could have prevented the goal from happening, all the way from the the uh, initial clearance, which could have been better, uh, to the midfield putting pressure on the ball carrier, um, to uh, the, even the, the the actual initial play came about because Omar was uh, freelancing somewhere in the midfield As and left left the U.S. Do. with a with a back three, which <laughs> Martinique exploited by. Um, swinging a ball out to the right. So it was like just this sequence of, of individual mistakes. Um, Omar's playing Chinese then, checkers with the ball boy. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and the second goal, so the second goal begins with this fabulous turn and go from, uh, from your boy Langille. I was hoping that that we, was... We pointed out. Yeah, he's, he, he's a cool guy. I was hoping that that he was cool. uh, was uh, Omar Galaxy because then I could continue to think that Matt Hedges was having a nice game. Yes. So so yeah, this was uh, there were a number of like little moments with Hedges. This was a big moment because he um, the the ball comes to Langille 
and uh, Moro is actually up from from the left on on a uh, attacking overlap, and so Moro is is uh, nowhere to be found, and it's basically Hedges and Langille out on our left, um, and Hedges just decides that he's close enough to step to him when he's nowhere close, like not not even not even halfway close enough um, to to step and challenge for the ball in that moment, um, and so Langille very intelligently sees the opportunity and just deflects it past him and then turns on the Jets, and he had come on 10 minutes before, and so it's a fresh winger against the center back, no contest. Um, and then uh, as, as Langille is, is dribbling and, and the defense is catching up to him, um, Omar manages to find himself marking no one. While Great job, the, Galaxy. The, the far post runner uh, managed, it, it goes, goes essentially uh, – behind Lehigh. So Omar Omar drifts into the middle to mark to just look at the ball and watch space that is irrelevant. And so therefore Lehigh has to track the forward, I think it's Parsimon, and then um the the goal scorer Odell, I think, um uh, is completely free on the on the left-hand side. Or not the sorry, not the goal scorer, but the player who puts in the initial shot. Um and then the the second set of errors on the play uh, is that the midfielders come in late. So the, the, the runner who comes in uh, and eventually scores, um, uh, Pontius is on his back, but being on his back is not relevant. You need to actually be in a position to deal with him if he were to get the ball. You've got to be goal so they're, side, they're, as they say. Goal side, you Goal man. side, goal side. And, and meanwhile, Bedoya, who has drifted in from the middle, um, basically gets there too late to do anything about the initial shot, and then finds himself in the middle of the box watching as the deflection goes by him to the left, swings his head over to the left, and then just watches the ball go into the net. So it's like, it's, it's just all these little moments where I feel like five or six of our guys could have, with, with just a little bit more, uh, I don't know, insight, quickness, reaction could have prevented the goal from happening and they didn't. And, and those are, those are the kinds of moments that define tournaments, you know? So they sure are. I think, and um, yeah, we learn a lot from what we see in those, in those situations. You mentioned Bedoya. It's been rough for Bedoya. When he came on with the captain's armband in the previous game, it really seemed like he was going to have a good opportunity, this tournament to show some leadership and, and he's not really, and he didn't on that goal. Uh, there, that, that's, uh, that's why we got scored on guys. There are lots of reasons why we got scored on many, 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 a plethora. And then there's only one reason why we scored, which is Jordan Morris. So concerning three to two is a good scoreline. We won, we won, yes. but keep in mind, I mean, think about this in the 80th minute, five minutes after Morris's goal, there's another Martinique free kick that, uh, mm-hmm. Guzan comes out for, and he's too slow to, it shouldn't have committed. Would have been yep. a goal if it wasn't yep. inches offsides. I'm immediately yes. scribbling yes. notes about conspiracy theories for USA Mexico. Although I ultimately, <laughs> I, I ultimately moved on from that because USA uh, they didn't get all the calls. I I don't think this was a, a rigged match, but I did have the thought when that offsides call was made. So yeah, that that offsides I think is a great um, another great moment to examine as well because this is a set piece. Like this isn't a unorthodox run of play situation where you know like like the second goal okay your left back's overlapping you have to step to to a winger which basically leaves us with two at the back um this is a this is a very trainable situation yet neither 
Omar nor Hedges have the uh, the sort of control over the back line to get them to 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 play straight. You know, so so Lehigh ends up very 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 nearly uh, costing us this this goal. Um, it's yeah, it's inches, right? And it's hard to so, say it's inches, and it's hard to say for us if this is Lehigh's fault or Omar Galaxy's fault. Exactly, because exactly. The That's always the question, the right? Yeah. Uh, Precisely. We don't know, Precisely. but you know, it just doesn't. But one way look or another, right. it's not getting done. <laughs> That's it's not right, and done. it needs to get done, folks, because pivot moment in the show. Uh, we got more games to come. We got a whole gold cup ahead of us. Uh, lots of fun stuff going down. Let's go ahead and jump into a quick, quick preview of our mm-hmm. next game, folks. It's going to be USA versus Nicaragua, Nicaragua, uh, Saturday, July fourteenth. At 4 p.m. in the first Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. This is on Fox and Univision. Uh, Ty, as I always ask, who are these people? Who are these people? Ah, terrifying sights and sounds. Uh, we here in uh, in the states are are famously ignorant about the histories and cultures of other people's nations. The "Who are these people?" is a crassly named segment, which is intended to uh, reverse that cycle and teach me, Clayton, a rapper, a little bit about uh, these other wonderful nations around the world and and their their soccer cultures and their soccer talent. So, Ty, what's going on with uh, Nick Nicaragua? So. Um... They are one of the Central American countries where baseball kind of took off more than soccer. Um, right, right, right. There's right, not, right. not too many of these uh, uh, such, such nations, but um, it seems that uh, there, there's decent, like, American cultural influence and in that, that, for some reason, baseball really stuck, like, uh, as, it, as it has in uh, Panama and other places like that. Um, so, as a consequence, uh, Nicaragua has definitely not... Uh, not hit many heights in the in the soccer world. They very rarely make it to the to the Gold Cup, uh, let alone uh, do well. Um, so the they in the last like forty years or so, they've only been once um, and and didn't win a game last time either. So uh, not not the highest quality of opposition, safe to say. Um, the squad that they have is mostly uh, domestically based. They don't have a uh, uh, one of those like shiny shiny bright stars that they can kind of you know, over pressure and burden uh, Gareth, the Gareth Bale experience. Right. Nicaragua, um, last, this... last place in the group, folks, uh, just for a little context. I yes. believe it's, uh, we, what are the standings? It's Nicaragua. And it then... would be, it would be us, Panama, then Martinique, then Nicaragua. Okay. So we are, we are ahead right now on points or goal difference. Do you know? On uh, goal scored. Same goal, goal difference. Scored. We have we have goals scored. Yes, love it. So it's tied um, for first with Panama, then Martinique yeah. beneath that, and Nicaragua beneath that. I think they, yes. they yeah haven't haven't had a, a a very strong tournament, have they? Except ha- any bright spots for Nicaragua so far? Yeah. So they've they've had one major bright spot, which is which w- was this stupendous goal that they scored to go ahead against uh, Panama, scored by a, a young man who has been uh, impressing for them and and sort of uh, emerging maybe as one of the, the higher tier, uh, higher, higher caliber players to come out of Nicaraguan football. Um, this dude, Chivaria. So look, look, out, look out for Chivaria in the midfield. Uh, he currently is still playing domestically, um, but he's 23 years old and he's been 
um, he's been doing well for the national team. So uh, the kind of player who might find find his way into uh, MLS uh, down the line, joining joining Kevin Parsimal. Kevin Kevin Parsimal can can be on any team that I'm a fan of. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! Absolutely, that, guy. that guy's got swag and style for days. Uh, so let's well hope for a similar, a similarly impressive so, uh, showing from Carlos Chivaria. Carlos Chivaria, keep your keep your eyes out uh, for that guy. He sounds cool. I love it. Uh, I love getting to see play some teams I haven't seen the U.S. play and get to know uh, new players through that. I do too. Uh, it's really fun, and it's and it's just always a really cool way to get to know a little bit about a nation that is not my own, uh, because I think we, we really share a lot about our culture and our individual personalities and the way that we play this beautiful, beautiful game. Ty, uh, what are we looking for, man? Let's say, let's say there's always the game that everybody plays and in, in reviews for games, right? You can either ask, what will the coach do or what do I think the coach should do? Yes. I'll let right, you have right, your right. pick on, on, on today's preview. Uh, well, I would, I would try to get some time to uh, any of the players who we've brought who we haven't been able to uh, see, uh, Matt Miazga among them. I would love to um, see some Matt Miazga at this point. So I would do that, but I would also start to integrate the potential knockout round starters a little bit more. Um, and it's, it's bizarre because you have to consider that they can change uh, up to six players drawing from the larger 40-man roster. Uh, for the knockout round, so you should expect to see Michael Bradley, Josie Altidore, players like that come in. Um, Christian Pulisic is on the list, but has already been, pro, you know, pretty pretty solidly released. So it'd be surprising if he came in, but um, never know. So uh, so w- w- essentially, the the last game is going to serve as an audition for some of the players who who might not be staying. Uh, to, this is to like inception of auditions for these second string it, it players. It is really like, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so we had, we had the friendly showcase. for the Gold Cup, then the group stage for the Gold <laughs> Cup, then each knockout round game is going to be an audition for the next, which is all an audition for for, <laughs> for another next summer entirely. if we make it. <laughs> it's it's, it's like the world's greatest reality show. Honestly, this whole thing. <laughs> I love so, it. So love we it. would like to see. This is what we would like. To see, we want to see. I want to see Matt Miazga. I forgot the Matt Miazga was on this roster. I'd love to see him. Uh, I think it's important to give Dax the start here. He's really been I think the so only yeah. consistent midfield bright spot. Bedoya has not been. Kellen Acosta has not been. Uh, Joe Corona has not been. Pauly Nips not so much. So really, I, I mean, you got to give Dax ninety minutes here. I think, and and you got to start thinking about Dax Bradley in my mind. Um, you oh know, boy, that I'm, I'm I, I would not be down with Dax that. Bradley. Why not? Why not? Uh, too handsome. <laughs> <laughs> too bald. Midfield is, for different reasons. Yeah, the, yeah right. <laughs> one by choice, uh, yeah. one not so much. I, I Actually, just think no. they're. I think they're very similar players, and I think they would. We we would have you know seventy percent possession, but I'm, I'm not sure if it would be the best. Game plan to actually. Well, let us know what you think, folks. Make at WTP. I guess it could be like an, uh, a Xavi Iniesta thing. Yeah, we're playing. We're playing Kellen Acosta with Dax. And sure, sure. And it's it's fine. You know, it's two holders. Um, I especially if we do four two three one, I would love to see some more uh, Dom Dwyer. You know, let's. So Morris yes, looks good. I Dom think... Dwyer looks good. I I'd be happy seeing two up front uh, to get a look at both of them. They're two of two of our few shining lights uh currently in this tournament so we I, I wonder if we may as well just find a way to get them both on the field at the same time 
Perhaps, yeah. I don't I don't see either of them as particularly good combination strikers. So I'm not I'm not sure. I, I would like to see I would like to see them both at the same time. I, I I would think probably the temptation would be to put um Morris on the left hand side and, and Dom up top. Right. And uh, for the reason you get into that whole conversation. Then we get into that about, whole conversation. Yeah, for yeah. the for the reasons expressed on a previous pod, we don't like it when players like Jordan Morris get pushed out to the right wing just because he's right. not the number one in his real position. Uh, we'd right, rather see right. someone grind out for spots in their real position. However, I think a Morris two, having two up top with Morris and Dom Dwyer would be a really intense press. The two of them, with Morris's intelligence and angles and, and Dom Dwyer's like sheer enthusiasm and willpower, I, I feel like it would, right. it would be a really strong press. It's definitely worth a shot. And um, I think you, you'll, you'll, see, uh, you'll see players try to pad their stats a little bit. You'll, see, you'll get to see some... Well, I, I guess that's what we said going into the Martinique game, so fair enough. Maybe, maybe Nicaragua will give us more than we, we, we bargained for. Um, but I think, yeah, in general, it'll be uh, sort of transitioning back to reality, thinking of a potentially difficult um, knockout round game or, yeah. or you know, semifinal and final. We're coming, um, out, of the, we're coming so. out of the green, green grass, and, and we're now exposed I don't know what I don't know what that metaphor how that metaphor how that, is supposed to end. We're we're we've we're, covered we're, ourselves we're, in grass. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> I've made a hole. I've covered it with leaves and sticks. <laughs> small a small but comfortable foxhole. <laughs> Folks, we got Bruce mail for you later. That'll be fun. Uh, we got some we do Bruce indeed. mail going down. Uh, we're, we we have we have discussed uh, perhaps having Bruce on the show. We're not sure about that. It's a maybe right now. You know, whatever. We'll see. But the Bru- well, we do yeah. have some. We do have some Bruce mail coming through. Don't ask him right now because he's pretty pissed about the result last he's night. He's pretty pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Remember when we used to do Jurgen on the show and he would uh, he would always have like the complete reverse understanding of what actually happened in the game. So what do you like, mean we used to do Jurgen? <laughs> no, you're you, right. You're you right. mean when Jurgen was on the show? Right. Yeah, when Jurgen yeah. was on the show. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know what I. Yeah, I didn't mean anything. Yeah. Slip of the tongue. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe it's a good time for us since we've divulged into essentially just reminiscing about previous episodes of the show. Maybe we should uh, jump into a little hopes <laughs> and fears. Uh, I love me some sounds. The 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 sounds. Foley, like, baby. Folks, enjoy sounds. It's a, it's a different enjoyment than for music. It's for a sound. Uh, I'd like to do a hope. Yes, hit me. My hope for this game is that we see <clears throat> continuing the trend of the of the high press. My hope for this game is that uh, we see a goal that comes from uh, high press pressure. So yes. any any kind of goal that comes from high press pressure would make me happy because that would be a sign of team intensity. Uh, it would be a sign that that our players are actually trying. It would be a sign of uh, tactical uh, savvy and, and preparation, and it would be it would be a sign of uh, overall teamwork and an ability to see past the the individ- individualistic motives of this is a showcase for me. And and I I would love to see a good team goal and to me uh, a pressing. A uh, goal that comes off of a press is is a good team goal. So that, that's my and, hope. And t- team goals often involve a layoff. Like it'll be like one one guy makes the turnover happen, another guy gets the ball, and then they just you know le- leave it for the for the trailing run. Those those goals are fantastic. They're I'm the best. So with you, this is such a good hope. Love I it. I love it. And um, they're so countable my, too. 
You know, when, when it comes so, to our yeah, we the exactly. people we, counting That's an goals. easy checkbox. Oh, fuck Make yeah, a giant counts. checkbox in your notebook <laughs> when you're watching the game. Um, my fear my fear is that uh, Kellen Acosta, my pookie baby, is just not as good as I thought. I know. That's and, a, it's a legitimate fear. I mean, the kid has not shown up. I'm not, I'm, I'm not jumping ship on this one yet. I can't give up on the kid yet. Uh, because of, he just seems so good. Because of that eye test. That it's damn you, eye you test. You look at him and you see you you see like Patrick Vieira. Like fifteen percent of the time he's Patrick Vieira. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's he just has it all. And and the the free kick thing is really crazy. Yeah, he had a couple of good corners. He in randomly this game and, has has like an incredible free yeah, kick. Randomly yeah, randomly. Yeah, I fear that too, man. The fear so that Acosta is just not the Acosta that we thought Acosta would Acosta. Indeed. Well, and, and it might not be, it, it's not even an indictment on the long term, but my, my uh, hype train feeling coming out of the, you know, Ghana match was like, wow, okay, this, this is someone who not only could be a starter, but could be a, an impact player, you know, a, yeah, a, a real difference maker for, for the Nats. Um, and uh, yeah, if he has a, a solid, another 60 minute stinker against a, a team ranked above the hundreds, you know, a three digit team, um, <laughs> Triple I, I don't realistically think that's that is something that you can, you can trust him to, to do. Yeah, uh, so, so that is, that is my, and my f- very significant fear. Yeah. It's a, it's a legitimate fear. I'm, I, I have, I have faith that it, it, it will not go down that way, that our pookie baby Kellen Acosta will blossom by the end of this Copa Oro. Guys, I uh, very much like it when um, you have a, a gift to give, right? But it's not a monumental gift, and it's just kind of a coincidental gift. Like, like having mm-hmm. a random tea bag in your pocket that you give to somebody who's in need, a uh, little parched, or, or, or gum, you know? Coincidental very small You're chewing gifts. gum. You see someone who wants gum. <laughs> you give them your chewed chewing gum. Uh, I, I like Pretty that a chewed. lot. And, <laughs> and I hella like snacks, but I don't like any of that shit <laughs> as much as I love the gnats. <laughs> let's go, boys. I'm going to go eat. All right, let's go eat. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Hey Clayton, it's Bruce here. Just wanted to give you a quick call between games. Give you a little update on where we're at. Obviously, really disappointed about the way the game progressed. Wednesday night, a lot of disappointing performances. Omar Galaxy, Pauly Nips, some, some rough stuff out there. But you know, anytime you can get a result against a great team uh, with with an incredible history like France you got to count that as a positive so we're going to we're going to take that momentum into the rest of the tournament just want to give you a quick shout been catching up on your emails making sure to keep up on all your business helping you out as a good roommate even from afar got a couple reviews from some of your listeners I wanted to leave for you acom47 says great show five exclamation points I'm new to soccer, and I love the show. It's a great take on the U.S. team, and I love the banter between you guys. USMNT Bot says, Promising fishy on the pod scene. The Pulisic of podcasts. 
Gucci Boy Fresh says, just beautiful. Beautiful people talking about the most beautiful team to play the beautiful game. American flag emoji, heart emoji. You talk in my language, Gucci Boy Fresh. I might have left that review myself. All right, I got to catch up with you later. We got to brainstorm another position for Graham Zussi to be disappointing in. See ya.